It's time, D-Heads! Disney Blue presents The Diz Radio Show. Every week, Diz Radio lets you relive the magic, movies, and memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic entertainment, newest hits, retrospects, and breaking news on Hollywood's latest. So put on those ears, strap on the proton packs, beware of Lost Boys, jump on a hoverboard, and flip that dial to the Disney Sunday movie. The Diz Radio Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another fantastic edition here at the Diz Radio Show. And as we're getting closer to the end of February, there is no slowing down as we're about to close out the month here because for show number 256, for the week of February 23rd, 2024, we are welcoming somebody that is from those early 2000s. You know the fashion, you know the fun, you know the Disney Channel original movies, you know the TV series and more because we have Lauren Frost stopping in here at the show. Now, Lauren Frost, you may know as Ruby from the hit Disney Channel original series, Even Stevens. Yes, that early 2000s bit of nostalgia that aired on the Disney Channel from 2000 to 2003. And she's going to be stopping in and talking about a variety of different things, including what it was like working on the show Even Stevens, the height of its popularity, the fashion of Even Stevens, being Ruby, as well as the Even Stevens movie, and of course, all the other things she She's doing fashion, styling. Yes, yeah, she has done fashion and styling for such things like Sony, Kids Bob, Universal, you name it. She has been part of styling behind the scenes for all these youthful performers and more. She's also a singer, a songwriter, a producer herself. So, so many different things on the horizon for Lauren, and I'm excited to tap into all this from the fashion, the fun, the early 2000s, as she's going to be stopping in and going way back to those Even Steven days, and uh, it is going to be a fun one. And no show would be complete without the D-Team. Yes, I say that every single week, and we have the D-Team here. We have Frank, Dominic, Cody, and Jeremy stopping in here this week with their signature segments, bringing you all kinds of fun throughout the show. There's all kinds of things on the horizon. I am excited to go back into time here to a, a little niche in history, a little bit of that Disney Channel fun and lore. So let's officially kick off all the fun things going on here this week because, you know what? If there's nothing else that I learned from watching Even Stevens, it's that I went to the moon in 1969. So let's officially kick off show number 256 for the week of February 23rd, 2024. All I know about the space program is that the guy went to the moon in 1969. Good enough. Go. Go. <laughs> well, we went to the moon in 1969, um, not 1968, but a year later, we went to the moon in 1969, that's when the astronauts first walked Stars. We didn't go to Mercury or Mars 
Thank you, Miss Levelson. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Okay, she didn't say anything except we went to the moon. I know, Larry. That's why Ren is receiving a failing grade. I'm failing? I got an F? <laughs> well, what do you know, Ren? Ren got an F. That's got to be a first. I can't believe that she messed up so badly. Ren got an F. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of Diz Radio's Quote of the Week. This week, this week's quote comes from the Disney show Even Stevens. Now, it's an American comedy television show produced by Brookwell McNamara Entertainment that originally aired on the Disney Channel from June 17, 2000 to June 2, 2003, airing a total of 65 episodes spanning over three seasons. It follows the life of the Stevens family, living in suburban Sacramento, California, mainly focusing on the clashing personalities of its two younger children, Ren and Lewis. Now, the show is is pretty much remembered for starring adolescent Shia LaBeouf, you know, before he, retreat, before he achieved mainstream success as an actor. The show also features fast motion photography, which it employs in every episode. Now, there was a feature-length film uh, put on by the Disney Channel, and that was also based on the show Even Stevens, uh, and it premiered on June 13, 2003, and serves as the series finale. The show ended after reaching the 65-episode limit the Disney Channel had at the time. Now, this week's quote comes from our fantastic guest, Lauren Frost, who played Ruby Mendel in Even Stevens. Now, Ruby Mendel is Ren's best friend who loves to gossip about crushes and couples dating. Now, this quote comes from an interaction that Ruby have with Ren Stevens. Ren Stevens, the only job I've ever had is a lemonade stand. Ruby replies, there you go, extensive food-related experience. Well, that's all the time I have for this week. Remember, everybody, have a magical week. Aloha. Behind the scenes. 
behind the scenes. A Disney Channel original movie, The Even Stevens Movie. Okay, so right now we're shooting The Even Stevens Movie. The Stevens family, they're sitting at home, they're like, dude, what's going on? There's no games to play, there's nothing to do. The man comes to our house and offers us this unbelievable trip. You have won an all-expense paid vacation to the beautiful island paradise of Mandolino. Try to contain your enthusiasm. Welcome, Stevens family. It's a slug. It's an island delicacy. And suddenly, the trip starts to go bad on us. You're going to be shunned. Yes! No, son. Shunned is bad. Really, we're on a reality show. I want to go! I'm sure you do. And it sort of spoofs on that. How do you explain this, Lewis? You stole my food. And my shirt isn't like funny when it's not happening to you. He's the host of the TV show. He sort of puts them through these different tests and sort of tears the family apart. <laughs> the Even Stevens Movie, a Disney Channel original movie. Friday at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. Listen up, D-heads. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. But don't worry, we got you covered at Diz Radio. Now, back to the show. Hey there, D-Heads, so I am back. I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 256 for the week of February 23rd, 2024, as we are gearing up for Lauren Frost to be stopping in here at the show. Yes, Ruby from Even Stevens, the hit Disney Channel original series from the early 2000s. And Ruby was full of all kinds of crazy outfits and more, but, you know, I'll get into that shortly. But it was a great kickoff. Like I said, if there's nothing else I learned from Even Stevens, hey, we went to the moon in 1969, right? I mean, the song is catchy. They repeat the same lyrics but the song is catchy. But we are here. It is the official kickoff for the show here this week, and we have a lot of fun things. In addition to Lauren, you already heard from Frank, giving you a little bit of fun with his quote of the week. We have Dominic bringing his little bit of music history. Cody's going to do a little movie review for you. And let's not forget Jeremy, who's going to spin into all different kinds of tangents that you never know which direction it's going to go. So it is going to be fun. Now, before I get into my little bit of spiel here, because it's going to be fun here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. Now, yes, you found the show, but maybe you need to remember how to find it in other places. So first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feeds, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com. And yes, one of the number one questions we always get asked is, are the complete archives on there? Yes, they are. All 14 years worth. So enjoy. And you can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, X, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, you name it. You can find us all over the social media outlets as well and remember to join up our facebook group where we are giving away prizes every single week for our top engagers and we have little things that are posted all day long seven days a week everything from a little bit of uh, tv shows movies gaming you name it it's going to be a little bit of fun facts deep dives all kinds of stuff like you expect from our guests here at the show and every single week for our top engagers we are giving away prizes. So remember to join that Facebook group at facebook.com slash the Diz Radio Show. So definitely join up that as well. And if you forgot all of these, you're not sure how to stay connected, I'll say it one more time for you. Go to dizradio.com. That's D-I-Z radio. 
Apple.com. And remember, if you want the latest shows to the device of your choosing, just go to the Apple Podcasts app. You can go to iHeartRadio, um, a variety of different places. Just search Diz Radio, hit subscribe, and get the latest shows as they get released right there on the device of your choosing so you can listen to my pleasant voice every single week along with the D-Team. So all of you D-Heads, with that out of the way, there's a lot of fun things going back to the early 2000s. You have the Disney Channel original series and movies. Now, mind you, back in the early 2000s, I wasn't a teen. Like, I wasn't. It's just the reality of it. In the early 2000s, I was already graduated from college. I was working in my career. But I knew what Even Stevens was, and that is because I have younger siblings. So I knew exactly what was going on, and of course, I love Disney, so I was always knowing what was going on on the Disney Channel. Now when you go through this and you go back and watch, it really captured the fashion. Now that's the part that's timeless, whether you were 10 when Even Stevens was on, or even 20 or 25, and uh, those early 2000s, and maybe you weren't watching Even Stevens, you were a little bit older like myself, and you're watching like Bring It On with Kirsten Dunst, and uh, you know, She's All That, and all those kinds of movies. But no matter what, the one thread that was completely the same between Even Stevens and all of those was the fashion. Let's say, early 2000s fashion, it had a mind of its own. Like, really, it had a mind of its own. From the crazy hair, the baggy pants, the men wearing 50 different shirts, uh, girls were always wearing the tight, single-color tops with parachute pants, which is coming back. I mean, it is coming back. My daughter has a pair. So it's it, it's kind of insane that everything just comes full circle like that. And, you know, I figured with our guest this week, I wanted to go back and look at my own photos from the early 2000s. And boy, oh boy, what was I thinking? I mean, really. I mean, mind you, I was a little bit of a rocker and a skater, but my fashion sense was clearly, clearly highly influenced by all the stuff I was watching. I mean, if I had another chain around my neck or 50 bracelets or, uh, you know, like three different shirts on, a long sleeve shirt that's unbuttoned with a t-shirt under that and then like another t-shirt under that just so you could see a little bit of color around the collar, like... It was insane. And then carpenter pants or cargo pants. That was crazy having cargo pants, which, you know, they never really went out of style. But, you know, everyone does like the cargo shorts still. I mean, as a guy, you just want your pockets, right? We're not carrying around a purse or a pocketbook. You know, we want we want our cargo pants. But I look back and I'm like, what was I wearing? I mean, I am a shorter guy in stature. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not tiny, tiny. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But... You know, I am a shorter guy, so why was I wearing such baggy, crazy pants? Um, and I think back to the even Stephen days, and you have Lewis, and you have even uh, our guest here this week, Lauren Frost. You know, when she played Ruby on the show, Ruby was like the fashionista. She was the one that had all the crazy outfits, all the fun stuff, the crazy hairdos, and it was just, it was setting the trend. And, you know, back in those days, Disney did set the trend. It wasn't Nickelodeon. It wasn't the universal backlot with the kids stuff. It wasn't any of that. Disney Channel set that tone as to all of those things. The bright colors that popped. The crazy patterns. the uh, Just that entire look. So... I just thought I'd share that. I mean, it was just a crazy, crazy time. And I'd love to hear from all of you D-heads. What do you think what, when you look back at the early 2000s? What are you thinking of in terms of that fashion? Now, maybe you're older, like I was at that time. And, you know, you still saw that fashion. 
So I'm just curious as to where you are at on that as well. So I'm going to leave it a little bit of rambling, a little bit of fun. It just took me back to that moment in time, but I had to get myself mentally ready for Lauren Frost to be stopping in here very shortly. We have more coming from the D team and all kinds of fun here this week. So before I go off into another tangent or a story or something else that's meaningless, just like me talking about my fashion of the 2000s, I do want to leave you with an awesome track from our guest here this week, Miss Lauren Frost. And this was not from her Even Steven days. This is very recent. Um, So she can just belt out that voice on any given day. And this is one of her more recent tracks called Handlebars. And let me tell you, it is an angelic voice. So I'm going to leave you with that, all of you D-heads. And next time you hear me, I'm going to have none other than Lauren Frost, Ruby from Even Stevens, and so much more here at the show. So let's press on for show number 256 for the week of February 23rd. 2024. I like the view from my bicycle. Painted balloons and a carousel. Houses go by, birds they do fly. Count five whiskers in the window.
Hey, this is Jim Wise. You know me as Coach Chuck from Even Stevens. You're listening to Diz Radio. I'm red. I'm right. I'm feeling kind of perky. They've got all the moves. I happen to be flosser-sizing. Every day on Disney. At 5.34.30 Central. I was making a quality cucumber shake here. Not on my time. Catch all the latest moves from Lewis and Ren Stevens. Nice pig. Did you get for being on IG? Even Stevens, every day at 5.34.30 Central on Disney. This is going to be so much fun! Okay, what is the homework assignment for this week? Disney movie or television composers? I can do that. Here's one that came to mind with a great story that Charles Cornell just covered on his YouTube channel, but I had known about it from 20 years of teaching music in film classes, and that is the music for Pirates of the Caribbean. Hans Zimmer is a rock star film composer. Literally, he was in the very first video on MTV. That is a young Hans Zimmer on keyboard for Video Killed the Radio Star. MTV Kids, if you are unaware, was a cable TV channel that showed nothing but music until they didn't. People my age just will not let that go. Hans Zimmer was a protege of one of my favorite composers, Shirley Walker. Walker did the score for the very best Batman movie ever made, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Zimmer would later follow Danny Elfman's Batman with The Dark Knight, and Shirley Walker was Elfman's orchestrator and conductor early on. So it's a small club, folks. Hans Zimmer went on to win the Academy Award for his score for The Lion King. There's your Disney connection there. We hit Cornell's story here. In 2000, I was listening to Hans Zimmer's score for Ridley Scott's film, Gladiator. There's a ton of music that sounds like Gustav Holst's The Planets. Holst is huge in the band world because he was an established symphony composer that wrote masterworks for band. The first suite in E flat, second suite in F, and the Hammersmith are all cornerstones of wind literature. His melody from Marching Song sounds exactly like the Hobbit's melody written almost a century later. The fact that Gladiator sounds like the planets isn't earth-shattering. Everything epic or space opera or epic space opera sounds like the planets. John Williams' scores are often compared to Holst, but Gladiator really sounds like Holst, so much so that the Holst Foundation sued Hans Zimmer. They should also think about checking out the Hobbit movies. A couple of years later, I am looking for a marching band show for my high school, and a friend says we should do the music from Pirates of the Caribbean. This was 2004, and I hadn't seen it. It seemed dumb. A movie based on a ride. That never works. Ask Kristen Dunst and Steve Gutenberg how the Tower of Terror movie went. They convinced me to listen to it, and I instantly said, This is Gladiator. Did Hans Zimmer write this? They said, No, it was some guy named Klaus. Something. I said, no way, this is Hans Zimmer, and we were both right. Like Thomas Kincaid paintings, Hans Zimmer got into the art by committee business. As I understand it, he has a compositional writer's room. He writes themes and gives guidance to a group of people who score scenes under his direction. Klaus was one of those guys, and when Alan Silvestri from Back to the Future fame was fired from Pirates, I did not know that, learned that from that YouTube video I talked about, the producers turned to Hans Zimmer, who officially said no because he was under contract with another film. In reality, he wrote the themes and planned out Pirates creatively, and his protege did the heavy lifting scoring for Zimmer's ideas. That's why you see Zimmer's name in the credits for the sequels. He was going to get that pirate booty, and now he has his own Scrooge McDuck vault to dive into. I do have an official Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you with some suggestions at dominic at disradio.com. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at disradio.com. I can also be found on Twitter and YouTube at WDW Plantoons. And if you're into early 90s syndicated professional wrestling, check out the Saturday Morning Superstar podcast. I am on there as well. 
So, folks, that is it for this week. Thanks for listening. Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Anybody? What's the big emergency? Let's go, let's go. Let me out of here. What are you doing? Get this door from me. Listen, Ruby, this is Ren and Nelson, and we are trying to help you. But when we take this blanket off of your head, you have to stay calm, okay? Would you promise? Ah! Ruby, please. Why are you doing this to me? Because it's an intervention. We're trying to protect you from your own destructive behavior. What are you people talking about? <sighs> BB Mac. Please give me my radio. What if they play the song? See, that's exactly what we're talking about. I mean, they're a great group, but you've made them your whole life. That's ridiculous. Yes. Yes, it is. You spend all your time thinking about them, and you don't even know them. The odds are you're never going to meet them. And trust me on this one. You are never, ever going to be Mrs. Ruby BB Mac. Oh, okay. What if I'm at the park and I'm getting my ice cream? Sorry, thought that was mine. Aren't you Steve from BB Mac? Not you, the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. Oh, no, you don't. I saw this vision of loveliness first. Mark? Ruby, I've spent my whole life looking for a girl just like you. Christian? Wait, so we all love Ruby. There's only one fair way to settle this. Who's got the hairiest arms? No, who's got the sweetest voice? Ruby. 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 Do you hear yourself? It could happen. I mean, I eat ice cream, they eat ice cream. Anything is possible, right? Right? Lights. Camera. Action. It's time for this week's Diz Radio special guest. All right, all of you Diz Radio fans out there, you tuned in for another magical installment here at the Diz Radio Show. And with us here this week is somebody that is part of your childhood, part of growing up. There's also a stylist, a songwriter, you name it. So not only with the fashion and the memories, you know her from a variety of different things. Ruby from Even Stevens, as well as being a producer, a songwriter, so many other things. We have none other than Lauren Frost here. Welcome to Diz Radio. Hi, thank you for having me. 
It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, seriously, it's one of those things where you go back in time and now we're at this point in life where people are looking back at their childhood and a lot of our listeners that have been listening to us for many years look back at a lot of these classic shows and you've been part of a lot of stuff. Of course, even Stevens, we will get to. But before we go down that road, what led you down the road of being in Hollywood, acting, producing, you name it? What were you like, this is the career path that I am choosing and at such a young age? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I've always been a ham. I loved comedy. I loved watching SNL as a kid. I did a lot of musical theater. I just really loved performing and being on stage. And then that led me to audition for TV and film. And the rest is history. I've been working in entertainment ever since. <laughs> well, you know, and, and with that, then you said being a ham. And I guess with being a ham and wanting to, uh, I, I guess, show it up for everybody. What was that first inkling where you did something and you realized, people are paying attention. I really want more of this. <laughs> um, gosh, you know, I'm an only child and I feel like my parents followed me around with a video camera because they thought that was the greatest thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was just my, my upbringing. And I come from a big family and we were always having family gatherings and celebrating the smallest things, which is wonderful. But, uh, yeah, I just feel like I was always entertaining and, um, I really loved singing. You know, that's the thing that really got me on stage and um, just just fell in love with it. Storytelling is is my favorite thing. So whether that's singing or acting or even even fashion is storytelling. So, uh, yeah, I just fell in love with it at such a young age. Well, and with that, then, you know, getting to uh, right away with even Stevens. And it's one of those shows that early on in the Disney Channel, it was like this rebirth of sitcoms on the Disney Channel. And to this day, people still talk about Even Stevens, and they love it. And what was it like getting that role of Ruby and then being part of this show that at the time, you know, it, it was this, it was highly popular, you know, going out there, doing the slapstick humor. I, I guess, what was that like? You know, it was a really wonderful experience. It was my uh, teenage years, you know. I felt like that was my high school, and I grew up with uh, everyone on the show. And uh, getting the news that I was was Ruby was super exciting. I remember filming the first episode and meeting everyone and, you know, being on a TV set like that for the first time. It was just thrilling, you know. Um, and then we all became close throughout the years. Uh, you know, you spend three years together on a, almost every day or weekly. You know, you really get to know one another and, and feel like a family. And all of us have stayed in, in touch over the years as well. We continue to have um, reunions for the cast and crew and uh, AJ Trout is still a really great friend of mine. I see him pretty regularly here in LA. Um, but yeah, it, it really was a great fun time. It was awesome to be on a show with uh, people my own age. You know, I was working with my peers and we just had a lot of normal, regular teenage fun behind the scenes. But then, you know, getting to do what you love with uh, people your own age was pretty special. Well, and, and with that too, you know, before we get to some of the behind the scenes, I guess with the episodes, you know, are there any episodes that really stand out to you as like, you know, you look back fondly at them or it was just a nightmare on the day or you're like, this was the day, this, this is the memory that's making it into my memoirs. Well, you know, the musical episode was awesome because I got to do what I started out doing, which is, you know, musical theater and singing and dancing and, and at the same time. And, um, yeah, I just remember Christy and I be, being super excited for that episode because she's also an amazing singer. And um, and so, yeah, it was really fun. It, like we felt like we were in our own music videos, you know, recording the music 
off camera and then, you know, performing to the playback. It was just really exciting. It's like every teenager's dream. <laughs> so that one was really fun. And then obviously the BB Mac episode where Ruby really had her day, you know, uh, that episode really featured her story, which was exciting for me and getting to act with BB Mac. Oh my gosh, it was fangirling. So yeah, those are two that really stand out. And then I don't know if you'll remember, but there was an episode called Secret World of Girls where we all had a slumber party and and Lewis's, uh, Lewis and his friends all spied on us. And I don't know why that one stands out just because we were all on set together at the same time. You know, it was it was kind of rare where the, the boys and the girls were all shooting the same storyline at the same time. So it was like, you know, shooting shooting the episode with all your buddies. So that was really fun. Definitely. Now, the musical one, as you said, always stands out to everybody. And to this day, you know, people are still singing songs from that, um, you know, doing that m musical episode. How often do people still bring up either the musical episode or a specific episode to you out, out and about even today where you're like, wow, people still remember this? It's so funny. You know, before they started streaming the episodes, I would get a lot of like, you look so familiar. What high school did you go to? Or where did you grow up? Or, you know, people my age trying to place me. And I'm like, well, you know, have you seen even Stevens? <laughs> and then as soon as they find out I was on the show, they're like, oh, my God, the musical episode. And I learned when we went to the moon because of you guys. And yeah, so it it's a pretty frequent occurrence, even to this day. Well, you know, and with that, then, you know, Ruby had her definite, you know, I guess her own style and her own look. How was it getting ready? Did, so did somebody pick that for you? Or are you like, this is how I'm doing and they let you do it? No, she was super funky. I love the way they styled Ruby. You know, she was the gossip columnist. She was Ren's like bubbly best friend. So I really think they hit the nail on the head with her wardrobe and her hair and it was so fun for me to show up on set each week and not know what they were going to dress me up as or how wild they were going to do my hair. Um, I, I loved it. I mean, again, I was a teenage girl. So it was like just to have somebody else do your hair and makeup and be like, here's some fun clothes to wear. That was amazing. <laughs> but um, our costume designer uh, was named Mimi and she really did a great job. And, you know, you look back at those years and it's, it's influenced the fashion even to this day of how kids dress in high school. So it was pretty cool to be a part of that. Well, you know, and, and her style was so unique because, you know, my children, you know, I've shown them episodes of Even Stevens and they look at it and they're like, so is that what everyone really did dress like back then? <laughs> and what do you tell them? <laughs> I, I said, it's an over the top rendition of what it was like. <laughs> yes, totally. Totally. Which is fun because, you know, it gives kids something to aspire to. I feel like at the time, you know, like I said, it influenced what people were wearing. So, you know, I remember Lewis, even the, the way they dressed him with a T-shirt with the Hawaiian shirts over over top. It's like you, then you started to see out in, in the world and in, in everyday culture, you know, boys dressing with layers. And it's like that they did that, you know. So I think they definitely had an influence. And, you know, I'm I'm on TikTok now and I see all these nostalgia posts and a lot of them are about the Y2K fashion and, and Disney channel dressing in particular. And it's all about bright colors and pattern mixing. And it's just really fun to see. Right. Well, and the, and the number one thing that always sticks out in my mind from Ruby, of course, is the hair. Like to me, it's just always that over, over the top hair all the time. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our hairstylist, Teresa really had a blast with me, you know, doing, 
funky braids or front, you know, uh, I had chopsticks, chopsticks in my hair all the time or like really, they really went all out with the hair accessories. Um, and it, that was really fun. So, so how much of the character though did, I guess, how much of the character grew into you personally as well? Or was it a straight acting? You're like, all right, this is light on light off kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's hard to tell. I feel like people get cast by their essence sometimes. And I do think I had a bit of Ruby in me, you know, i I'm a Gemini. I, I've always been like a loud or fun dresser. And, uh, you know, I'm sure when I was a teen, it was all about the gossip and, (laughs) um, you know, uh, I don't know. That's a great question. It's like one probably influences the other. And, you know, the writers on the show were so smart and so talented. And I really do think they were plugged into, you know, us as individuals and what was going on in our, real lives and paying attention to who we were at the time and, and how that influenced storylines, you know, pulling from real life of real teenagers. So yeah, I don't know, maybe Ruby and I are one and the same (laughs) or were. (laughs) Well, you know, and and with that then too, you know, because the show was so popular, of course, um, I guess at the time, what was it like when you were going out and about and then you were really getting recognized at that time when the show was, you know, at its peak, I guess, what was that, that first moment when you're out in the grocery store or maybe you're shopping and you're like, oh, wow, people know who I am. I was kind of shy about it, I think, initially, because it's it's weird to have someone staring at you and you not knowing why. But, um, you know, it's it's funny that, uh, you know, I uh, I hung out a lot with Margot and Christy in those years and or and Lelaine, too, from Lizzie McGuire. We were good friends. And it, it was always funny to us if we were in public together only one of us would get recognized. And, you know, if I was with Margot, someone would be like, oh my gosh, Ruby, and hand her a camera and say, can you take a picture? And we would just kind of laugh because we're like, well, she's on the show too, you know? But maybe for kids, it was like, they couldn't compute. They were probably so excited to see or recognize one of us that it it, it didn't uh, register that we would be friends outside of the show in real life, you know? And um so yeah, that, that part of it was super fun. Well, you know, and maybe it's one of those situations too, where, you know, kids out in the world, you know, they're, they, they recognize specific people based off of that one character that they were gravitating towards. Yeah. I'm sure they had their favorites too. Right. Well, and, and now, you know, because you guys, you know, like you said, you hung out behind the scenes, things like that. What was it like being on the set when the cameras weren't rolling? I mean, I, I am sure there's hijinks and fun and, and things happening on set. What was it like? What, I mean, cause it's clearly not like a normal, you know, teen on set, of course, you know, you're, you're on, a, you're on a TV set, you know, so that's entirely different. So what did you guys do to pass the time and hang out and, and have fun? Because this is pre, uh, you know, smartphone days. So it's not like everything was documented. It is just in your, in the memory banks. Totally. Thank God it was pre, <laughs> thank God we didn't have Instagram or TikTok or any of those things. Like I feel lucky that I grew up without that, but um, you know, the, it was pretty normal for us. You know, they were pretty strict on uh, putting us in school, clocking our school hours whenever we weren't filming, but we, we had our own little school room and we had the same set teacher for the majority of the uh, show. So it felt very normal to, to sit in a classroom. I mean, I guess it's not normal to be doing your work separately and no one actually like teaching you, <laughs> you know, there wasn't like lectures or anything. We were just doing our own independent studying. Um, but, you know, yeah, we were teenagers. It's like you, we still, you know, there's like passing of notes or there's 
teasing each other or, you know, and then outside of the set, you know, um, City Walk, Universal City Walk was so big at the time. So we would all go to the movies or walk around and, you know, try to be cool kids <laughs> at Universal Studios. But yeah, that was the vibe. Those were the times. Well, and with that then too, you know, because, you know, nothing was documented. What Do you ever go back and watch some of these episodes and you're laughing about it and remembering stuff, not because of the episode itself, but you're remembering what happened that's not on camera? Oh, for sure. You know, the... The BB Mac episode I, I watched uh, since it's been on streaming. You know, I have a stepson who's 13, and when when they started streaming on Disney Plus, um, started streaming even Stevens, he had never seen it, and so I rediscovered the show alongside him, which was really fun. Um, and I was watching the BB Mac episode with him, and I remembered, you know, one of the crew guys had to show me how to play the bass because I didn't know how to hold it or. <laughs> Um, you know, actually look like I was playing the bass. So, um, yeah, little things like that. You know, you do remember the fun behind the scenes stuff or what was going on in your personal life at the time. At, at any point, has something ever gone so wrong where you're like, this take is not going to recover? Oh, I don't I don't quite remember that. Um, I guess that's a good thing, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess everything went smoothly. Um, no, I, have a, I did have a fun memory of... Uh, do you know Flat Stanley? Have you heard of Flat? Do your kids do? Yes. Flat Stanley has been through all my children. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. So my little cousin, uh, he was in grammar school and he had a Flat Stanley. And he sent it to me in LA. And I asked that, like, really sheepishly asked the director, like, hey, is there a way that we could put this Flat Stanley, like, on a locker or in the background of somewhere just so that my cousin could have some bragging rights, you know? And he went out of his way to make sure it was like, I was holding it in a binder in one of the episodes and he cut mid take and was like, Lauren, you need to raise up flat Stanley. We can't see him enough. And it, it, it was just like such a sweet memory because he was, he really went out of his way, you know, to, to make me and my cousin happy. So uh, that's just like a fun little behind the scenes thing that I remember. And if you watch one of the episodes, you can see his flat Stanley. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm curious as to how often your cousin now still points that out on streaming going, that's my flat stanley. Maybe. Yeah, I got to ask him. It certainly made me super cool in his eyes. <laughs> now, you know, with the show, as they regained, you know, resurgence now, and you had the Even Stevens movie, which is entirely different. So, you know, aside from just doing the TV show, what was it like that they said, we're going to produce a movie now? Did it just feel like an extra long episode? Or was it a little more epic behind the scenes for you to do something a little bit more high scale doing a decom movie? It felt really great because, you know, I think we were all sad to see the series end you know at the time disney channel was only doing three seasons per show because the kids grew up and that's just how they functioned um so to do the movie felt super special it felt like putting a, a period on something you're like or an exclamation point on on the years that we spent together and um but the filming itself i remember being really bummed that i didn't get to go to um hawaii with the <laughs> with the rest of the cast so I filmed all of my Ruby scenes at the studio that we shot the series um, at in, in Marina Del Rey. So uh, most of my acting was just reacting to this television and alone and on the soundstage. <laughs> so it was kind of anticlimactic, but it's, nonetheless, it was really fun to be a part of. And 
um, yeah, like I said, it just felt like a nice sort of, you know, closing of a, of a good chapter. Well, you know, and w- and with that then too, because Disney does, they have that habit of children grow up, you got to move on to the next generation, you know, so that way it's there, they're out of that. That's just the way the machine works. So that brings me to everything has come full circle lately. Would you be like, yes, sign me up for an Even Stevens reboot with like you and Christy reprising your roles as moms or something and your kids are in the hijinks? Oh, I would I would so be down. I don't know that it'll happen, but yeah, I mean, I adore Christy. She had me on a couple of her shows recently and it's been wonderful to reconnect with her and, you know, see her and what, what she's doing now is so fantastic and her being a mom. I mean, we've joked about, yeah, like what would that be? What would, who would Ruby and Ren be as adults? And um, I think they'd be doing their thing, you know, maybe Ruby's a fashion editor somewhere or a real gossip columnist for Vogue. I mean, how fun would that be? <laughs> you know, and then, then raising their own kids or uh, yeah, that would be really cool. And uh, yeah, it, it would be fun to get everybody back together. You know, and that's the kind of thing where I think a lot of fans would clamor for that because there is that, that generation now is at that point where they want to revisit these characters again. And now we're in a, such a streaming world where, we could make a six episode limited series. We can make it happen. Yeah. How fun would that be? Well, you should pitch it so that we can do this again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never know. I might be able to pull some strings. Let's see what we can do. Exactly. Yeah. Now, aside from just even Stevens and doing these roles, of course, singer, songwriter, you know, a stylist, and you know, you've done styling for so many different companies like, you know, Sony Pictures, Apple, Target, Kids Bop. I mean, so many different things. What got you into doing styling? You know, it felt like a really natural progression for me. Um, The life of an actor, you know, you have a lot of downtime between gigs and I'm a very creative person and I like to be active and and also, uh, you know, afford a lifestyle um, and still work in entertainment. And I've always been a fan of fashion and um, it just sort of came naturally, naturally to me. And I, you know, it's a great job because I get to um, tell stories through clothes and work with great people and uh, still work in production. And uh, I think, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, so, yeah, I just started uh, styling and one thing led to the other. And I've been doing it for over 12 years now. Um and it's been really fun. And, you know, being a child actor myself, like working with the kids, Bob kids was really, really a blast because, you know, you see some of yourself in them. And I really connected with their parents. And when their parents found out that I was a Disney kid, you know, uh, it was just kind of a bonding thing. Uh, and they're such little professionals that it really just sort of felt like a cool full circle moment for me. Well, and and with the fashion too, then, you know, like you said, full circle moment, I, I guess when it comes to fashion, of course, you're, you know, you're doing styling and you're doing fashion, making things, not, you know, good to go. I guess how many, how, how, how does it feel knowing that you do this? And like, even in situations like kid bop and they look back and it's almost like you raise their self-esteem because now you've made them a superstar just from doing this styling for them. Yeah. You know, I think there's, uh, there's there's something powerful psychologically that happens when you you get dressed and you feel good about yourself. You know, I, I think it's it's a little bit of, of magic, you know, and to be a part of that for someone does feel really special. And like I said, working with them and being a kid actor myself, like I'm very conscious of of uh, 
you know, their autonomy and privacy and, and well-being on set, you know, yeah, I was like styling, but I'd, I'd always make sure like, are you hydrated? <laughs> Anybody need a water? Because, you know, that stuff is so important. You know, they're working their butts off and you want to make sure they're happy and healthy. And um, yeah, and, and, you know, just for anyone and, and uh, being able to make someone feel good about how they look is yeah it's just it's really special and i enjoy it so so what is your favorite aspect of or i guess your favorite thing to work on when it comes to styling i I guess what is the favorite your favorite part of doing it all you know what is that one moment where you're like all right this is the piece that i love doing the most yeah i mean you would think it would be shopping right but shopping (laughs) can get very uh tiresome i always joke that like my biceps are brought to you by shopping bags but um i really enjoy vintage clothing. Like that's where my passion within fashion really lies because I love uh, the history. I love the thrill of the hunt. I love finding certain pieces. I like when uh, giving uh, old pieces new life or having the right piece, find the right person and styling vintage in a really modern way. Um, So yeah, that's, that's the best part. And the excuse to shop is nice, you know, (laughs) I'm shopping all the time. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a very fun, uh, job. Do you have a favorite era when it comes to vintage? I mean, like right now, you know, I, you know, with my own children, uh, you know, my 13 year old, you know, I, he he is obsessed with late eighties, like early nineties rom-coms. And he's like, he's like, what is up with the fashion? But for some reason, he loves it. So what is your go-to era for vintage? You know, and it's so funny. I feel like everything is full circle and everything's connected, right? Like we're talking about fashion and the fact that Y2K is vintage. <laughs> like I'm vintage, you know, um, that's pretty crazy. But no, that's not my favorite era because I lived through it. Um, <laughs> but I love like the 1940s. I love the 70s. I love the 60s. You know, there's there's specific silhouettes from every decade that I'm drawn to. So, you know, I, I love like, I don't know, I just love the history about it, too. And I love the glamour of the 80s. Um, you know, I feel like each decade has something that really stands out. Definitely. You know, like myself, I really love like the 1920s and 30s, like uh, Peaky Blinders era. I love that style. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love I appreciate when people wore hats, you know hats or gloves or like people really got dressed back in the day. There is something about accessorizing, whether it's a man or a woman, that just makes things look complete. Totally. It's about styling the clothes and not just wearing them, you know? And I think accessories can do that. Well, you know, so many different things you've been you've been part of, of course, you know, from styling, even Stevens, all those different aspects. We don't want to keep you too long here, but you know, uh, hopefully we get that Even Stevens uh, reboot coming or a limited series. But for all the listeners tuning in, everybody whose lives you've been part of and you don't even realize it because they grew up watching you or all the newer generations just watching it on Disney Plus, do you have anything out there to leave with everybody tuning in? Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a loaded question. So I guess think of it like you're writing your memoirs, you know, you're going back and uh, this is your, this is your, this is your send off for all those fans who you've never met. Oh my gosh, no pressure. Um, uh, and, and thanks for watching and you're watching Disney Channel and I'm doing the little thing with my arm. You know how they did that? They traced the, the Mickey Mouse. Uh, I never got to do that, but um, no, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm glad to have grown up with you. 
truly. It was a really magical time, and I'm glad we grew up together and, and we're all still here. <laughs> How is that? <laughs> I think that's perfect. I think everybody's going to appreciate that, and they'll appreciate it even more when you make those new memories with their kids when we have that reboot of Even Stevens, right? That's that, That's going to be the end goal here. Oh, my gosh. How special would that be? Yeah. Talk about full circle. That would be cool. Right. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, Lauren, chat with us, take this trip down memory lane into the present. And, you know, I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of you in the future, whether that's styling or back on screen or you name it. So thanks once again for stopping in and for providing all the memories for everybody. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And, um, you know, if you are online, you know, I love Instagram. It's just my name at Lauren Frost. So um, I'm super friendly and super active on there. So say hello. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I'm having the weirdest day, you guys. I can't even wait till it's over and I'm home in bed. Yeah, well, I'll just be happy when our science presentations are over. Yeah, right. I know you're going to win that science medal. Yeah, well, I hope so. I've been dreaming about it since the day I was born. Well, you'll find out six period. Why? What's happening six period? That's when our presentations are due. You're doing yours in the space program, right? I am. When? <laughs> That assignment counts for half our grade. You sure it's today? Yeah. Wait a minute. She's kidding. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> hey, guys. Ren, um, I think you should know my science presentation is so awesome. Woo! I could start polishing that science medal now. I doubt it, Larry. Ren's going to kick your butt as usual. No, guys, I'm sorry, but... I don't know if it's the fever, but I really, really don't remember anything about this presentation. Yeah, right, Ren, okay? You've been working on this thing for months. Well, forget about it, okay? Because I'm not letting my guard down. Ren, you're serious. You haven't done any research on the space program? No, I, I have to get to the library. What's the matter with Ren? She's usually so responsible. Tell me, could it be possible? She's losing her time. What's the matter with Ren? What's the matter with Ren? She's usually so reliable, but her flakiness is undeniable. Oh, this is too much. What's the matter with Ren? 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 The space assignment, something that she knew about. And it really isn't like her to forget. But instead of knowing about space, Hi, this is Jeremy Lick from the Hogan family and Twilight Zone the movie, and you're listening to His Radio.
Next, Disney Channel presents the first-ever full-length Even Stevens movie. Welcome, Stevens family! But the Stevens family summer of fun turns into a struggle for survival. And what they don't know is that the whole country is watching them. This is better than wrestling! You know, on TV. Please hold me. Oh, and there's also a really cool part where Lewis makes this... Oh, you'll see. The Even Stevens movie. All right, everybody, how is it going with you? It is Cody here, and I am getting ready to bring you my top pick this week for a movie. And this week, we're going back to 2003 with the nice Disney after school special movie, the Even Stevens movie. Now, I got to be honest with you, folks, I never really watched the Even Stevens uh, series when I was younger. It was kind of towards the end of my. Uh, I guess after school show watching days but i have seen the movie and i enjoyed it very much anyone who is probably a little younger than i am i think my sister watched this show and she absolutely enjoyed it after school um but it's a nice fun comical show the movie is just as good just as fun especially if you got younger kids in the house for sure if you haven't seen the even stevens movie or even know who's in it i will brief you on it just now so it is starring Shia LaBeouf, who most people know from probably Transformers, where he kind of got his big break from was the Transformers series. Also, it stars Christy Carlson Romano. And that name probably doesn't ring a huge bell for you, unless, again, if you were like totally into the uh, Disney television shows, television series after school, probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, because Christy Carlson Romano is Kim Impossible. We all know that fancy beeper sound, don't we? Stephen Anthony is also in this movie, as well as Nick Spano, Tom Virtue, George Anthony Bell, and of course, our guest this week, Lauren Frost. Now, this movie is available on Disney Plus and as well as the entire Even Stevens television series. So after you're done watching the movie, go back and you can get even more Even Stevens for your comedic pleasure. <laughs> don't even know if that's a word. I'm going to go with it. Now, the thing I like about the Even Stevens movie is, as I mentioned, I never really watched the show growing up, but when I turned the movie on, I didn't feel like I, well, I don't want to say that I didn't miss anything, because of course the show is great in its own right, but it was easy to kind of just see kind of how this show kind of got to this point. Um, it's easy to see that, okay, you got Shia LaBeouf, who's the younger brother that gets on the nerve of the older sister and the parents and the older brother, you know, so um, he's got a nice... Uh, He's got a sidekick, Beans, who is Stephen Anthony Lawrence, which, of course, follows him around like a puppy dog and pretty much does his bidding. So, I mean, what teenage boy doesn't want that or have that? You know what I mean? Um, in the movie, though, it's right after graduation for Ren, and uh, she's getting ready to uh, have a great summer with the man she's been dating, Gil, for the past few months. And unfortunately, Gil breaks up with her. So Ren's a little down in the dumps. And her, she feels that her summer's pretty much ruined. Whereas Lewis, who is Shia LaBeouf, is all for summer coming and just laying around and not doing a thing. And I mean, we've all had that kind of day, haven't we? Both their plans kind of get turned on their heads when a man named Miles McDermott shows up at their door. McDermott is offering the family a free, full-on vacation on a tropical island. And the only catch is, just tell us what you think of the island when you're done. Well, it's... Sounds like a no-brainer to anybody, right? Heck yeah, let's go on vacation. Well, what the Stevens family doesn't realize is that this is actually a reality TV show that they have signed up for unknowingly. The entirety of the movie is Miles McDermott basically 
doing everything he can in his power to turn the Stevens family against each other in order for some great television. And it works for a little while. How will the Stevens family come out of this one? Well, I guess you're just going to have to hop on over to Disney Plus and check it out yourself and see how this one unravels. I got to tell you, this is a great one for uh, younger kids. I turned it on for my six and seven year old kids. They sat through it. They loved it. My teenager, he also liked it as well. Kind of coming in and out of it a little bit, but you know, he still watched it. He enjoyed it. So it's a nice uh, family movie for the weekend definitely one again if you maybe watch the even stevens series never watch the movie definitely give this one a a look and again if you're just looking to kind of broaden your horizons this is another great one and again if you got disney plus why not it's available it's ready for you have at it <laughs> really hope you enjoyed this movie as much as i did and i will see you here next week d heads take care set of even stevens for their first ever all singing all dancing extravaganza i've never ever done dance or had like like a choreographer teach me to dance i personally come from the background of theater i did broadway i used to be in a ballet company i've done theater all my childhood i've been dancing since i was like Three. I've done plays before, but I'm not really into like the whole theater thing, but it's fun to act like I am. The making of even humans influenza. I always find the way. We went to the moon in nineteen sixty-nine. That's when they made a landing that was Even Stevens, all singing, all dancing episode. Friday at 530, 430 Central, part of Zoog Weekend. Message for you, son. From days long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. Hey, listen! Will you stop this foolishness? What foolishness would you like to see? Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, indeed, I am back again this week to have some more fun. And boy, did I get an odd assignment this week. <laughs> but it's something I guess that needed to be addressed. Uh, we're talking, of course, our guest is from Even Stevens, where you probably know most of her, which uh, they had a musical episode of Even Stevens, which, you know, in some ways can be a good thing, in some ways can be a bad thing. It's certainly an unusual thing in a television show to have a musical episode, especially one about getting the flu. <laughs> it was Influenza the Musical. But now here's the thing. Our guest today actually could hold her own singing. Also with, uh, you know, main character there, Ren, Christy Carlson Romano. Uh, she actually went on to play Belle on Broadway for Disney and did some other singing. So, I mean, you do have the potential where you have somebody who can sing on an episode like this. And then you have Shia LaBeouf, who's, yeah, less said about him attempting to sing the better. Uh, but that's the only episode of Even Stevens that I have now watched. And uh, it, it was kind of weird. Uh, see, I didn't watch these type of shows uh, when I was younger. Um, 
these were like the Nickelodeon and, and Disney Channel when they were competing on who can make uh, uh, the more family-friendly, kid-friendly style family sitcoms, I guess. So I'd really, I've never really gotten into these, and so I had not... I, I think I've heard of the show because of Shia LaBeouf, but I had never watched Even Stevens before until I watched this episode about Influenza the musical. So, uh, but it, it leads, leads to the question, well, how did this happen? You know, why do we have musical episodes of uh, television shows. Now, I can I can kind of dive into this with a little bit of, you know, some things that I can relate to personally. Uh, like in high school, where we would have, of course, the musical every year. And this is where me and all the actors would be working behind the scenes as all the people from the choir would come in and try to act. And we would try to coach them and try to guide them to get them to be able actors. Uh, which would be probably about the same equivalent for any of us that weren't in choir to attempt to sing. Usually you can kind of do one or the other. I think it's a very rare exception to find somebody who is really capable of doing both and doing both well. I mean, we can all sing to some degree, but not all of us should sing <laughs> or solo or solo at least that uh, no one can hear you. Uh, and I understand that kind of oddness because, I mean, I, I did community theater back in my 20s and uh, I think in my 30s, I, it's the last community theater I did. Um, and I'm, I'm primarily, I'm a character actor and primarily a comedic actor. And I had to get a little bit of a stretch in one particular program. Now I had done a couple of uh, musicals for this community theater. We'd done a, a Dracula and a Frankenstein musical, which thankfully I didn't have to sing in. Well, I, when at one point I did sing, I was part of a chorus, so it wasn't that big a deal, but uh, we did the homecoming, which was the story that launched the Waltons. And I was playing Clayboy, who would later be known as John Boy Walton. And there was one particular scene because I'm, I'm followed around the entire time and I'm having to speak with a, a, a Carolina accent. And it's the first serious role I've really had. Everything else, like I said, I'm a comedic actor, really. Uh, either I play a pretty good villain because all I have to do is work myself into an angry frenzy. And believe me, a good villain comes out. But uh, there was one particular scene I had to sit by myself on stage where I'm supposed to be going and I'm looking for my father. And I'm supposed to be sitting in a church and we sing Oh Holy Night, which is like one of my favorite uh, Christmas carols. And I had to sing a verse of that solo. And uh, I, I'm glad I had plenty of time to practice. And nobody told me that it was awful. So I, I took that as being that it wasn't that bad. And I was trying to make sure I sounded good. And I, I was singing in a Christian rock band, actually, at the time. Uh, we never got anywhere with that. So don't go looking it up or anywhere because you wouldn't find it. So, But I know how awkward it can be to make the transition, though, uh, when you're primarily an, primarily an actor. And then you suddenly you're singing. And so I was trying to look it up like, where did this come from? And I actually dug way back in time and found, you know, uh, like, I Love Lucy, Lucy Goes to Scotland featured a Brigadoon-inspired musical number. And if you've never seen Brigadoon, uh, it's a Gene Kelly musical. Go check it out, okay? It's a fantastic fantasy kind of fairy tale thing. I think you'll like it. And then you had, you know, a series like The Monkees that was kind of known for it. And Fame, Fame, which was a, a, a movie and then a television show which had musical numbers. But then we get into the weird areas and, like, sci-fi fantasy shows started having musical episodes like Xena Warrior Princess. And they got Emmy nominations for it. Would you believe that? Yes. Zena and Gabrielle is called The Bittersweet, features Zena and Gabrielle working out their problems through music and lyrics. And yeah, I think so. That started to launch something. The first one, I think they got major media attention, other than the fact that, uh, well, of course, we got an Ally McBeal, but do, do y'all remember the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode where it became a, uh, a musical episode once more with feeling and it ended up being highly anticipated and uh, it reached the Billboard charts? So suddenly we've got this thing where this is becoming a thing. And you have uh, Psych and Scrubs, uh, Fringe, that 70s show, Seventh Heaven, Grey's Anatomy, 
Oz. Glee, of course, was regularly supposed to be musical. And what I find fun about Glee is you got Grant Gustin on there, who later goes on the CW on The Flash, and they did a, a musical episode. And that one just really kind of, I, you know, I had heard, you know, later that Grant Gustin had been on Glee. I didn't know how good he could sing, but holy cow, if you see that old CW Flash episode that went musical, I don't even remember what the story was. But they always find weird excuses for this to be, you know, that they're singing. Um, but he's oh, he's good. Let me just tell you, he is good. Uh, and so the allure of it, there's a, the, a, why do television shows continue to produce musical episodes? The answer lies in the unique blend of entertainment and emotional connection. These episodes provide. It's an answer I found at allgeekthings.co.uk. Uh, another website uh, mentions even crazy ex-girlfriend talks a lot about crazy ex-girlfriend of, of all things, but you know, uh, I don't know if they really can explain the phenomenon of why this happens. It says the TV musical genre didn't happen overnight, but it took decades of attempts and experiments. This genre was built from series building on what they've learned from those who came before them, whether it was a gospel singing jury, a one-off episode of a long-running show about a vampire slayer, or the unstoppable team juggernaut paving the way for a musical to be a normal occurrence on your weekly television screen. It's one of the things that, you know, heck, we even got High School Musical and then High School Musical, the musical, the series. There's just so many crazy things out, out there right now that you can get on a musical television show. Uh, and heck, maybe we were just bred for this when you look consider the Muppet Babies, for crying out loud. The Muppet Babies cartoon always had at least one musical number that we all kind of enjoyed. Now, granted, we don't remember a single song from it, do we? Uh, and sort of like when I was watching this Influenza episode, I don't know that I'm going to remember any song except for I kind of noticed it seemed to be like the same song over and over again by the time we got to the second half of the episode. So it is a very weird and strange phenomenon. And this is also where you find out actors, surprisingly, are actually very good at singing. And some of them, Shia LaBeouf, please don't sing anymore. But that's all I have for you this week. Don't forget, you can find me over at the Fandom Nexus. Find it at NeverlandPodcast.com. Of course, search wherever you look for your podcast and you'll find the Fandom Nexus. I almost said that wrong. The Fandom Nexus. You know, so check that out and check out all the things, the other, your other members of the D team, all the fun things that we have going on. Uh, there's so much fun that you can have, not just here where we all get together, but also all out and around. Uh, just go out and enjoy stuff, would you? Hey, D-heads, you're listening to the Diz Radio Show, taking you into a journey of pure imagination through your lifetime of memories. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of the dreams. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Hold your breath. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Fantastic romp, going back to that early 2000s, and let me tell you, those fashions are crazy. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented Lauren Frost for stopping in, chatting with us, taking this trip down memory lane, and of course, I'm holding out for an Even Stevens reboot. I might have to pitch this one myself to the Disney company, and trust me, you are going to be on the list to be a must-have on that show. So thank you once again, Lauren, for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D team of Frank, Dominic, Cody, and Jeremy stopping in here this week with signature segments. And as I always say, without them, you'd have to hear me ramble week in and week out. And finally, the most important one, thank you, the D heads. You are the reason we continue to come back at you every single week for the last 14 years. So before I jump off here this week, before we just head into the weekend and have a lot of different fun. I do got to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, complete podcast archives, news feeds, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. 
gmail.com. You can also find us all over the social media outlets on Facebook, X, Snapchat, TikTok, you name it. We are all over the social media. And join up with our Facebook page where we're giving away prizes to our top contributors every single week at facebook.com slash the Diz Radio Show, where you can find all kinds of nuggets, fun all throughout the day, every day, seven days a week, and a chance to win prizes every single week. So join up on that group as well. You can also get the latest shows as they get released to the device of your choosing. Just go to the Apple Podcasts app or iHeartRadio or or the podcast streamer of your choice. Just search Diz Radio. Hit subscribe and get the latest shows right there as they're released every single week. And if I just talk too much and too fast, you can always find all these links and more on the official website. Let me say it once more for you at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it has been a fun show here this week. I am excited. And next week, we have a guest that I am excited to bring to all of you. It is somebody that I've been waiting to talk to. It is going to be a fun, in-depth discussion. Let me just leave it at that. It's something that is personal to me. It's personal to my family. I'm sure it's going to be personal to many of you. And I'm excited for it, but... I can't really give you too many hints without giving it away, so I'll say, no matter what, you got the power. I'm going to leave it at that one. So until next week, all of you D-heads, remember, as we go into the weekend, take time, slow down, and never neglect family for business. You can always make money. You can't always make memories. Go out there and make the magic happen this weekend. So until next week, all of you D-heads, have a great, great rest of your week. Thank you for tuning into the Diz Radio Show. The thoughts and comments expressed are those of the show and do not reflect any company or guest heard on our program. Now go on and relive the magic, fun, excitement, and appreciation from your lifetime of memories. See you real soon!